1: God raised up the great North Valley Baptist Church. You'll see indication of that in your bulletin today. 45 years ago, uh, God established this work, and 45 years later, there's still preaching going on and singing going on and teaching of the Word of God. Buses are still being run, though temporarily suspended right now. We're sending missionaries out. 24 hours a day radio that's going out around the globe. Over 100 countries watching live stream right now. Prayer meetings, schools. Uh, We are raising funds constantly for the ministry, for the things of God. It is a wonderful thing that 45 years ago, today there was no North Valley Baptist Church, but 45 years ago tomorrow, there was a great place established called North Valley Baptist Church. You know, all of this... What I just mentioned, preaching, singing, all that reflects our purpose. That is our purpose. And our purpose is founded on a person. And I want to speak to you about that person today because it's all about him. This pulpit has etched in it, engraved in here, there's nine words, that in all things. That's the middle word, and there's four more words on the other side. The middle word is H-E, he, it's all about him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. This North Valley Baptist Church is all about Jesus Christ. He was lifted up and he said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten Son. Chapter one speaks about through him comes grace and truth. Jesus Christ, that's what our life is about him. Christ, Colossians chapter number three, verse four, Christ who is our life. We find so easily Christ becomes dethroned in our own lives in our marriages, in our homes, in our ministries, in the nation. But may it be said that on this anniversary, we're gonna be making much of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to follow with me today with your Bible in John chapter one and verse number one and two. As we speak, it's all about him. Who is he? Well, one, he is God. In the beginning was the? And the? was with God and the Word was God. Whatever this Word is, this Word is, was with God and is God. Well, verse number 14 tells you who the Word is. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the Father as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I wanna say that Jesus is God. The cults do not believe that. They believe maybe he's a good man. Muslims believe that he may have been a prophet, but no, he is God. Genesis 1-1 establishes that. In the beginning, God. The way it's spelled, you'll see it in the Bible. Sometimes it's capital G, capital O, capital D. Sometimes it's capital G, small letter O, small letter D. That's how you have it spelled, in the beginning, God. It's the Hebrew word Elohim, and Elohim means plural. In the Hebrew language, you have singular, you have dual, and you have plural. Dual is two, singular is one, plural is three or more. And the very first verse in the Bible, In the beginning, Elohim, God, plural, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus was not created in a womb of a virgin, be born to become God. He was God. He was there at the creation. He is God. You know, today I am convinced these governors that are overreaching and trying to shut the church down. I'm convinced it's because every time they don't want anybody over them. I am the authority. Oh, but friend, you're not the authority, Mr. Newsome. God is the authority. Herod did not like it because it's baby Jesus. He there praising him and honoring him. I won't have anybody above me. So let's just kill all the Hebrew babies, two and under. We live in that day today. Man doesn't wanna place himself, this whole battle in the streets of our city is a battle of who is going to be in charge. And I wanna say God should be in try and charge because he alone is worthy of all might and all power and all glory and all majesty. God has given him, Jesus, a name which is above every name, above Newsome, above the governors. He has given him a name which is above every name that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is God. Newscaster, Mr. Como said, you people don't need to be praying to your God because Jesus is not going to answer. It's within the, uh, the ability of man to control this situation. Oh, no, it's not. What a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I read an interesting article about three, two months ago I guess it was that all these governors that are trying to show their pictures, trying to be so much above God and so dictatorial, and so controlling every single one of them had had a poor relationship with the Father. Ponder it. That's why even some of the people that we pastor in churches in America that have such conflicts all the time over everything, don't come back and say it's the church's fault, the pastor's fault, go back to your relationship with your dad. God created us to have a relationship with a heavenly father and the earthly father should mirror the heavenly father experience. Quiet in here now, but I know I'm on something. I see that he is God. I see that he is life, look at verse four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. May I say there is no life outside of Jesus Christ. He is our life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life comes through Jesus. Our politicians, I go back to them because they're so big right now in euthanasia, you choose when you wanna die. You choose how you wanna die. You choose the mercy killing or the abortion crowd of killing the babies because they're not for life. It's blasphemy against a holy God. We will choose, but God says, your days are determined by me. Not only is God, not only is he life, but he's light. Verse four, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light that shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The same came for a witness, verse seven, of the light, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, John, but was sent to bear witness of the light, He that he was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. The whole world was lost in the darkness of sin, but the light of the world is Jesus. Luke 1:79, this Bible said that he came to bring light, to open the eyes of the blind and to make to take men from darkness to light. Thank God for light. Would you allow the Holy Spirit of God, the Word of God, Jesus Almighty, who is light, would you allow him to shine on your life and say, This is wrong in your life? I find in my own life, when I begin to justify myself, it's because I'm not close to the light. And the closer I get to the light, the more pure and clean, the light seems, and the more dirty and wretched I seem. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. I get so weary with me. I get so weary how, how prone to wander. Lord, I feel it, prone to lead the path I love. But I find when I walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses me from all sin. I love it when I know that I'm walking with God. Walking. This is Priscilla, Melina's favorite little chorus. Walking with Jesus. Walking every day. Walking all the way. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus, my Lord. I'd rather walk with Jesus than roam the paths of sin. I'd rather have his friendship than earth's best honors win. My one desire is to please him in everything we do. And so as we walk onward and upward, we walk with the king. Hallelujah. I want to walk with him this week. I want you to walk with him this week. I want you to enjoy the presence. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. You may see my car here a lot this week, or you may not. But I promise you this, if they'll open the cemeteries, I'm going to be in the cemeteries a lot this week. I'm going to get on my bicycle run right after those salt flats this week. I feel so overwhelmed right now i've got i've got to more than ever i'm trying to every day walk with god and pray but i've got to more than ever just get alone with god and scream out to him and cry out to him and pour my heart out to him and say oh god please reveal in my life see if there be some wicked way of me i feel like i feel like men of god and people of god are, are, are the resistor for all this chaos that's happening in our country You see these these beautiful monuments, not a perfect men, no, but you see these monuments coming down and you see our buildings being defaced, you see our federal buildings being burned, and you see cities being taken over and people's livelihoods, and you see anarchy and hatred. A sweet mother said, no, no, not uh, not just one group of people's lives matter, but everybody, they took a gun and shot her in front of her kids, killed her. That's lawlessness, that's anarchy. And I'm pleading with you, dear preachers that are watching today, we must more than ever get serious by going to the throne of grace on the behalf of our nation, on behalf of God's people and plead that God send a great revival to my soul. I find He's not only light and life, And God, he's rejected. Verse 11, he came into his own, and his own received him not. We live in a world that doesn't want him. But I can't change that. You cannot change that, but only God can. How many of your neighbors are seeking God? how many of our business associates are seeking God how many people do we pass when we go to the grocery store that say I need to find God the great revivals of yesterday there's revival I've been telling you about 1904 1905 in Wales began with a teenage boy and it went back and just spoke to teenagers and teenagers got on fire for God but only God did that God changed the hearts of drunkards and a men who would abuse their families. I'm so burdened about our schools being shut down and we're opening our schools. But domestic violence is up at an all-time high. Suicide in one month here in California, we equaled all of last year's 12 months combined. Drug came out this week. Drugs are out of control, all-time high. People are sitting at home, they're depressed, they're discouraged, they're mad, they're angry, they've lost jobs, they've lost incomes. One in five children that go to public school report the moral abuse that's going on in their home. One in five. But that's shut down, I wonder what's going on in our homes. I wonder what these kids are facing. I wonder what they're doing with their lives. I mean, it's just basically, basically, from what I hear and see, it's just video games all day long. I don't see any kids cutting lawns, sweeping sidewalks, washing cars. I don't see any kids sitting outside reading a book. I see them on these devices all day long, and their minds are being lost. We are losing a generation of children right now before our eyes, and even the bus cannot go out. I think of the prayer request last night at prayer meeting. Brother Luke Flood with a broken heart. Said our kids and our bus workers are going to see the kids at the door. We're not entering the door. We're not touching the students. We're not touching the parents. But they're at the door and me calling and visiting and praying with them. They're handing in color sheets and things of that nature. But they said they're literally broken hearted, some weeping. When will the bus come back and bring me to church? And yet we reject the King of Kings. I find he's the Lamb of God, verse 29. And the next day John seeth Jesus coming to him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He's the Son of God. Verse 34. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. John 3:16, would you look at it? He is the Savior. He is my Savior. Would you quote John 3, 16, or read it with me? Ready, begin. For God so loved the world, that he is only God's Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish forever. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior you imagine who is God? He could have zapped anybody, but he willingly gave his life because he said to the Father, I come to do thy will. And he submitted himself in Psalm 22 to have that beard pulled from his flesh. He was scourged where literally when they tied a post and then r- ripped those cattle nine tails and broken jagged stones, pieces of metal or clay, that is, and rip it back and your inners would literally fall out because nine straps every time and every time, 39 stripes. But he was wounded for my transgression. They buffeted him. They planted a crown of thorns on his head and beat it with a bamboo or reed into scum. The blood came. He was wounded for my transgressions. When he was on the cross, he saw a wicked sinner, Jack trevor He looked down through the time and he saw you, he saw me, and was wounded for my transgression, not his. He did no sin. He was bruised for my iniquity and the chastisement of my peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Oh, what a Savior. Choir, are you saying about it as you began this morning? is Trevor's favorite song. Thank God for the love of a Savior. He's the giver of life. We read about it in verse 16. Chapter 3, verse 36, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. John four fourteen Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Chapter 5 and verse number 24, Verily, verily, I say to you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come again into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I think I'll stop. I have more. He's the bread of life. He's my shepherd. He's the giver. But I'm so grateful that this church has not turned into a club or a lecture hall because the middle word, He, forwards and forwards, and He, it's all about Him. For 45 years, we've tried to exalt Him. I think of this psalm book. If you'll look, and you don't need to look now, but if you look in the index and you go to the name Jesus, it's the number one songs. More titles about Jesus. Jesus. Is the sweetest name. I'm standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Jesus is all the world to me. Jesus Christ is made to me all I need. Crown him. There are all these songs that he will all hail the power of Jesus' name. I love it that the number one song in this psalm book is Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is He. God gave him a name which is above every name and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And that name he must increase and I must decrease. And thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. On this 45th anniversary, I plead with you. Let's from 45 to 50, if our Lord tarries, I invite the membership, let's make much of Jesus. Let's lift up his name. Don't spend your time with yourself. Don't spend some time with your trials and your heartaches and how unhappy you are and how you have to run here or go there or do this. Why don't you spend about a month just lifting him up? And those things of this earth that are so important to you today are going to grow strangely sleep down. I want to thank this church. We're making Him preeminent. My wife knows this. I was in anguish for two days. This week I could not find my prayer journal. It was just gone. I don't lose it. I don't, it, just, it was gone, and I found it early yesterday morning, Friday morning. It was tormenting me. So many of your names are there. All of your loved ones that have passed away, I have their names. I have the date. And when God took them, I'll never be able to reduplicate that. I have all the dates of my children, their birth and their, and their salvation and their baptism, their call to the ministry, their marriages. All those two days, I, I didn't know what to think. I tried to retrace. I, I found it in a suitcase. I put up in the attic in the barn already. And it was in a place where I never put it. I look at the names of God's people. This church, you've been so, so good to us. Yeah, I, I'm not shaking hands with folks today. I wish I could shake every one of your hands and say thank you. I wish there was something I could do to prove it. And I look at the memory of your loved ones. I thank God for them. But let's lift him up. Stood at your sweet dad's marker this week. We went back the next day. The marker was there. Already set from years ago, 50 years ago. Your mom's name, your dad's name. The red clay was back over the top. Or the back, we stood there. and I thought of all the times he preached the word of God. I got to hear him. I'm thankful he made so much of Jesus. I don't know if, if the Lord tarries and if you'll still be here five years from now or if you'll wind up hating me and hating this church because that happens. You don't stay this long without that happening. But I tell you, I don't know what you're going to do, but for the next five years, by the grace of God, I'm going to lift him up and exalt him. And everything we do around here is all about Him. It was the summer of 1976, and on that hot summer day, I'll never forget, but that's when God gave me that verse. I said, I believe that'll be our church verse, Colossians 1.18, that in all things, He, I didn't realize the middle word was He, might have the preeminence. four words, four words in that one middle.